Introducing the new City Life Church app. The City Life app enables you to listen to messages from Sundays, browse and keep up with connect groups, stay up to date with church life through our blog section, and much more. Download the City Life app today. Welcome to the City Life podcast. We are all about making Jesus known. We pray that these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Vision Banquet 2018. And, uh, and uh, as you're sitting down, you're going to want to hear what's coming up right next. But uh, touch someone next to you and say, the, this year is already great because you're sitting next to me. Well, here's what, uh, what I'm excited about. So I, um, we're going to share some ex- exciting new things coming in 2018. But, uh, but for a moment, we're actually going to look back on what's happened in, uh, in 2016 and 17. So um, what, what we've decided to, is someone trying to correct me on numbers? I didn't do anything wrong. Dad's like, 17. We're actually doing 16 and 17. Yeah, and Dad's like, 17. It's like, he's the dad, whatever. So... <laughs> Um, so we're going to look back on what's happened in 2016 and contrast it with what happened in 2017, this last year. And so what we look after um, as a church is we decided to evaluate our success by four key areas. And these are our wins. So I'm going to share um, what happened in uh, 2016. Then I'm going to share our difference for 2017. And right after I share, and, and also when I share, and after when uh, the other individuals are releasing stuff, then we just erupt in a roarous applause. A robust and dynamic and vigorous. What a good word, huh? All right, so let's practice. Um, I'm going to say something, and then I'm going to say ta-da, and then we're going to vigorously applaud. The Lord is good. (laughs) Ta-da! Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so... um, we, we are tracking the active individuals serving in our church, so that's important to us, and that's a win for us as a church, because ultimately, as pastors, scriptures say, um, our job is not necessarily to do the ministry, but rather to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. So our job as pastors is to um, um, equip individuals, to raise up leaders, to mobilize people to use their gifts in the local church. And in 2016, we had 85 active volunteers, and in 2017, we had 103 active volunteers, individuals serving, unique individuals. And so that's a 21% increase from 2016. And the next area, which is brand new, which we started in uh, this last year, was our connect groups. Um, Anyone attend some connect groups this last year? Fantastic. And uh, connect groups are all about helping people find their family within the family. And in 2016, we had 48 people in connect groups. And in 2017, in November, we tracked the unique individuals in connect groups. We had 108 unique individuals in connect groups, which is a 125% increase from 2016. 
And next is something new that we, uh, we implemented and we're, we began to roll out in November called Stories. And in 2016, obviously we had zero stories because it didn't exist. And in 2017, we had six stories coming in from November and December. So that's a clap right there. And so we're going to begin to hear some of those. Scripture says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So good. And, uh, and the stories that are going to begin to come in of what's happening in your lives and the lives that are being impacted will be able to be used to encourage other people. And finally is decisions for Christ. Ultimately, as a church, we exist to make Jesus known. And, and if people aren't coming in and receiving Christ, then ultimately what we've, we can understand and navigate is we've become inward focused, we've become exclusive, and this is how we um, navigate whether or not we are actually accomplishing our vision of making Jesus known. Are people getting saved? Are people going from death to life? Is, is our people's eternities different because of what's happening in our church? And in 2016, and this is, this is so huge, and this is where you should give the biggest amount of applause. Um, first, 2016, 102 people gave their lives in our church to receive Jesus. And in 2017, 212 people raised their hands to receive Christ, which is a 107% increase from last year. So... Um, we're going to transition. Will you guys help me welcome Jordan Crisson as he runs up to the stage to tell us about stories. Hello. Good evening. Am I louder than Preston? Oh, that's probably my singing voice, right? So, Jim, that laugh. That just makes me feel good. Don't you guys feel good when Jim laughs? Ah. That's what I want to do when he laughs. Ah. I feel better. So, Okay. In Revelation chapter 12, Scripture tells this story of this great dragon, which we know is Satan, right? And this great dragon, Satan, comes to lead the world astray. And we, um, what Scripture tells us is that we actually have, God's given his people victory over the great dragon through three things. One, by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, two, by the word of our testimony, and three, by being willing to give our lives for Christ if we need to. So tonight, we're going to give our lives for Christ. Colby, will you pass the, that special Kool-Aid we talked about? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That one, that one came to me right before I came on. I was like, we've got to, no, I'm kidding. We're not, we're not going to do that. This isn't Jamestown. Um, we, we, you know, we should have like a special essential oils potion, though, for, for extra health. Rhiannon, can you help make that? So anyway, so okay, anyway, enough of that. So what I want to hone in on is this, this element of sharing the word of our testimony. And the reality is our testimony is an extremely powerful weapon against the mission of the kingdom of darkness. And it's one of the most underutilized weapons that we have. And in 2018, we're not going to ignore this powerful weapon. We're not going to ignore this weapon that we have that, get, get, that Scripture tells us gives us victory over the enemy. And, and you know, as Preston mentioned, you know, we, we have stories. Um, and it's great that we can, can, can 
learned that people have, you know, have, there's been stories of life, life change. But our mission in 2018 is to creatively package and share those stories. And um, we're going to, there, there's really two facets to, to this, this idea of sharing stories. And one of them is testimonies. And, and a lot of this will be uh, creative packaging through video and we'll do some other things on social media and, and we'll find any, any creative way that we can to share stories. But one of, them, one of the facets is testimonies. And this is meant to highlight uh, how Christ and how the church has uh, healed and transformed and worked miracles in the lives of people. It's sharing the story of how a person goes from being in a dark place in life to transitioning into a bright place in Christ. It's the story of life change. It's the story of transformation. And the second way that we're going to be, begin to, to share, and you'll hear more about this, is through our cultural street stories. And this is to highlight how people are impacting and shaping the, in their, uh, on their cultural street. And the purpose really is to inspire us and to inspire others toward understanding how they can begin to make an impact in their specific area of influence and culture. So in 2018, we're going to have victory. We're going to have victory over the enemy because we're going to share the word of our testimony. We're going to share how Jesus is alive and working among us today. You ready for that? Yeah. Ready for that? I'm ready. So, uh, so next... I want to invite Colby on up here to uh, the Great Dane, Pastor Colby, the Great Dane Erickson, to share a little bit about what's next. Wow, yeah, I don't, you know, Jordan says something interesting every uh, vision banquet. I can't remember, I can't remember last year's, but it was like, he said that. This year was Kool-Aid, so we'll remember next year, and who knows what's going to happen next year, so that's going to be exciting. Um, <laughs> so something, something I want to share with y'all is uh, about experience and experience. And so one thing I want to talk about is uh, when you go someplace you've never been before, there's some things you just kind of expect. When you go somewhere you've never been before, um, you just kind of expect there to be parking, right? You go somewhere, you're like, there's going to be a place for me to park so I can go inside. And, uh, so, and we've been to places where it's kind of like bad, where you're kind of like, where, where do I go? What do I do? But we've all been to places where it's great. And uh, one, of the, one place that I've been to recently was a Windspear Opera House. You guys, ooh, I know, cultured, right? Um, it's the only time I've been. But you go, and it's like you're pulling up, you, you know, wh what do you do when you're, when you're looking for a place? You pull up the maps, right? You type it in. Typically, you're not like, is there parking? Well, I don't know. It's downtown. There's, there's, I'm sure there's multiple parking lots, but I just want to do what's most convenient and what's quickest going to get me there. So, you know, you just kind of get there in faith with the, uh, with the, well, this is how I do it anyways. I get there in faith with the map, and then I'm looking, I'm looking, all right, where's, where's the people that's going to help me find my parking spot? And sure enough, they're there. They're there, and, it, and it's even greater is when they're friendly, right? And, the, and you're like, I don't know, do you guys take card? Do you take cash? You know, stuff like that. I do stuff like that. And, uh, and they're ready, and they're greeting you, and then you just go park, and boom, you don't have to think about it. You're there at your location, right? We've all been there? Yeah. yeah. So with that, um, who knows that going to a church for the first time can be kind of scary? Yeah. You're kind of like, I don't know. I looked, up, I looked up the place online. I saw some pictures. I, I've listened to some sermons, but I don't really know what to expect. You know, I kind of have an idea. I know for me, uh, my first experience coming to Sea Life, I, was, I, I looked online. And I, I was like, well, they have a cool stage, cool background. 
I was like, the people look nice. I think it's going to be cool. And then I came, and uh, I wasn't sure where to park. I was like, where? Like, are these, these look like contract parking lots. I don't know if I can park there. Or, uh, you know, can I park at meters and stuff like that? You know, so downtown can be kind of intimidating for people. And so one way we're going to remove that barrier is with the brand new parking team. Parking team, that's right. Yeah, we can clap for that. Parking team. And uh, that's going to be led by our very own David Bell. And we're going to be launching that. So we're going to have our, our team of parking men out there ready to help people direct them, greet them with a friendly smile. And so they're going to get the experience that they get in here when they come through the door outside. So it's going to be good. And, uh, so, and I'm going to do a plug for it. If you want to join the parking team, see me or David. David, raise your hand. And uh, we would love to have you on the team. Give it up for Kobe, David Bell, and the parking team. Woo! It's going to be good. We got a parking team and no parking lot, which is fantastic. So uh, that's how we do it at City Life Church. Hey, something new that's coming that I'm, I'm pretty excited about is, is our purpose statement for it is a rhythm for continuous improvement. More specifically, a rhythm for dynamic continuous improvement. We want to be continuously, constantly improving as our church, more specifically, creatively. And there's something coming out um, that is going to help us to continually improve throughout the year and have a good rhythm for it that we're calling Seasons. Seasons. So there are going to be now five seasons as a church, and every season we're going to have a different focal point, something that we're going to focus on. Every season, the platform and the stage and the design in here is going to look a little bit different. And every season, the website and the app is going to be updated. And and every season, uh, every season we're going to have a different main focus point. So we have a winter season, which, which we are in presently. We'll, we'll also have a spring season. Backing up a little bit, our focus point for the winter season will be on our service quality and enhancing that. And our colors will be blue, purple, and creams. Ooh, creme. Next, for our spring season, our focus point is going to be connect groups. And our colors are going to be greens and blues. Ah, absolutely not. And next, our summer season, our focal point will be our serving and leadership culture. And we're going to be um, pouring steam on, inviting people to serve, building our leadership teams. And our colors will be, wait for this, ash, bandana, hickory, aqua, and flame. Woo, girl! Gonna be a colorful summer. Now, for our fall season, our focal point is going to be connect groups, once again. And our colors are going to be, get ready for this, orange, gold, ivory, and mocha. <laughs> that warms your heart, doesn't it? Just hearing it said, mocha. Jim says no, I say yes. <laughs> I know you're my mentor, but I have the mic. All right, fall season is what I just said. Next is our, our final season, which is our shortest season, but one of the mo ro most robust seasons of them all is our Christmas season. We have winter, spring, summer, fall, and then Christmas season for the month of, uh, after Thanksgiving through the month of December. And our focus point is going to be children's ministry. And our colors are going to be green, red, and gold. Seasons, everybody. 
All right, and finally, um, we've been experiencing quite a bit of growth this last year, and we are also projecting and preparing and making space for the future. And we want to be uh, prepared for what is to come. If we continue to grow at the rate we're growing, we're going to begin to outgrow um, our space. So we've uh, we've realized that once we hit about 70% capacity, our service is, go is essentially capped. And, and we want to be prepared to be able to reach more people and also um, um, reach people at specific and different times. And uh, this is, this is a uh, stretching and growing opportunity and this is gonna provide more leadership opportunity, serving opportunities, and also more space to help reach people for Jesus. So I'm pleased to announce that we have a new service time coming in fall 2018. Let's clap for that now. <laughs> Roaring and vigorous applause. And uh, I want you, as we transition into this final time, Dad's going to come up and share vision. And I want you to help me welcome our pastor, our leader, our one who's came here before anyone else was here, um, who didn't receive a, a salary until recently, and, and just poured his life, energies, equity, and, and risked everything to, to do this, to make this possible. Um, th these, I mean, salvations and all these things that are being said, um, these are these are happening because you equipped me and guys like Colby and Jordan and the team to be able to do ministry. So um, people's lives are different because of you. So will you help me welcome our pastor, my dad, Tim Woody. Can you bring the table up? Thank you. Thank you, Preston. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's nice. Oh, you guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. Gosh, that's embarrassing, but <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I like what Preston was talking about the, the seasons, and, and all of a sudden I thought, well, we need to have a seasons theme song, but see, I came from like years ago, so my th seasons theme song would be like, we had joy, we had fun, we had, see, see, I like that, all the old people started singing. Yes, we had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. You guys need to look that up on Spotify. It will bless your heart. And then, like, the dad dies or something, or the friend dies, and then you're sad. I don't know. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, boy, I'm, I'm pretty excited about being here today, just for a lot of reasons. And... Um, I tell you, I was, I was really just kind of moved as I sat in the room here today. Um, because, I, because I think of what this church has done. And the, when I say it's the church, it's, it's us. It's not, a, it's not a person, it's us. But I see people in here that were homeless and found this church and now they have a home. People wrapped their arms around them and loved them and encouraged, prayed for him, believed him, believed in him. Do you realize there are several in here who were homeless and no longer are? We don't make a huge big deal about it at this church because we just don't point out because it's just part of who we are. Um, I look in here and I was, I think I was, I was looking at Mark. He's probably one of the most amazing servants we had. I, I don't like to rank him because everybody serves differently, but 
Mark, I don't know where you are. You just, just there you are. He's out. See, he, has, he was like scrambling, eating some quick food before he was jumping back. But just think of you, Mark. Um, man, you serve your servant's heart's amazing. I understand. I mean, you're a pastor's kid, and so <laughs> that kind of is built into you, like me. And I know that. Then I was just I was watching you work this morning and serve today, and with just a heart of just happiness. But you lost your dad last week. You buried your dad last week. Your dad who gave his life for the gospel tomorrow. For the gospel of Jesus. And um, you didn't take a day off from serving, but you came and served people. And, and I was so happy because you're standing at the back in both services. Um, both services today, you're standing at the back pointing at the people so I can see them. That lift their hands to receive Jesus. I just think of the spectrum that we have here. Uh, in this room are some people that are just, you've just been hanging with us for two or three weeks. and You ended up in here. Somehow you got a ticket, you know. Um, <clears throat> this thing gets sold out. Sold out. It's like, you don't, don't get a ticket, you know. You snooze, you lose. It's kind of a deal. And, and uh, you're here, and I'm, I'm just grateful for you. I'm grateful. I was just, again, thinking about this. I'm grateful for some people in here who carved out this building. Um, good night. I guess this is the carve out the building table right here, you know. But you guys, you guys believed in something, and it looked like that dream had collapsed, but God doesn't ever let things collapse, dreams collapse, yeah. you know. Thank you. Thank you. And Chris, I've seen you over there. My goodness. Now, now, were you at the? Were you with me when when I came and sat down with the table of like eight people way back there in the corner, and, and it's like, okay, we're gonna do this thing, and yeah, yeah, I think you were there, yeah, yeah. Most of those people didn't like me, but <laughs> but you actually hung around. You believed in this. Um, I'm grateful, but I'm telling you guys, this has been a journey. It, it, for me, I it's some my my pastor friends. Uh, ministry friends, they say, how do you do it? I just say, well, or how are you doing? I'd say, well, I, I'm just kind of like on this adventure of a lifetime because I'm, I'm, it's a crazy adventure. You just don't know what you're going to face next because you're, it's a downtown church. I mean, I was explaining to a group of, of, uh, of ministers the recently. I said, you know, one of the things I have to do, which most you guys don't even know about it, but I, I come out in the parking lot and clean and run the building and clean poop off of it that people put there. <laughs> they defecate on our building. And that's part of what we do. It's part of what I do. It's the unseen stuff. And it, it, there's, there's no glory in that. I mean, just trust me, there is no glory in that. <laughs> but I love this. And it's, it makes me sad when I see downtown churches come in and ready to go, and then they disappear just over and over and over and over. It makes me sad because I don't want, you know, downtown needs more churches. Downtown, downtown needs more life-giving churches. It really does. Uh, I'm not against that at all, but this is, but it's, it's tough. It's tough when you don't have parking, and basically you have to make friends with all the neighbors to try to, you know, think, well, can we, like, unofficially, officially park in the parking lot, unofficially, officially, and, and can you plug your ears and look the other way? I mean, that's kind of like what it is a lot of times. It's just building relationships, and 
uh, you know, I was out here about a little after 10 last night. I was leaving the office across the street, and, and, and I, saw, I saw a big truck pulled up with a trailer right next to our building, and it was dark. Everything, lights were out. And I'm like, there's nobody who's going to park next to my building with a trailer. I don't know who they are, who they think they are, but, uh, you know, I know we have equipment in there, and they're not going to unload all my church stuff in the middle of the night. I mean, that's what I'm thinking, you know? I, I mean, we're just always looking. So I just take my car. I said, I'm going to just surprise them. So I took the car and up the alley. Turned around and shine my lights on, roll my window down real fast. I mean, it, it was cool. It was really cool. I was kind of wishing somebody could have seen it because my adrenaline was pumping. I was pretty excited. And I said, can I help you, sir? And the guy looked at me in this big trailer, and he goes, uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. I said, well, I said, uh, do you need some help? Because I just kind of like what I do around here is I like to let people know. It's like, well, people see what's going on. And he goes, oh, no, no, that's, that's okay. Uh, I said, uh, well, I'd just like to know what you're doing because this is my property. And I, I, was, I kind of did, did a little gesture toward the building because he's not actually on our property. But, but you know, it's, it's like, see, they don't really know. I said, they don't really know. So, so, and, and, you know, we, I kind of had this attitude. Let's, like, let's just claim the whole block because, really, I want to own this whole block eventually. And, and let, let's just, let's just get, so that's why we, we, when we clean up, we're going to clean up the whole block. We're going to clean up this whole area because we're just going to act like it's ours because I believe God's going to give it to us. And so I said, well, well yeah. I said, uh, this is my property. I kind of just did a little gesture toward the church building here, you know. And, and he said, oh, well. Well, uh, and he introduced me by name, and I, I had not yet met him, but he's another property owner next door. You know, he, he just bought the property next door. And, and I said, oh, I know your name. I said, we've talked on the phone multiple times. I haven't, haven't connected. Well, it's good to see you. He goes, he goes you scared me. I thought you were going to shoot me or something. <laughs> and I said, buddy, you need to read a little bit of Fort Worth history. Yeah, read the Fort Worth history. Uh, the preachers have always carried guns around this town now. I, I don't carry, but uh, I've been told that I'm foolish not to. But, uh, but it, was, it was very, very funny, uh, just because just so I got to know one of our neighbors and got to talk it up a little bit about I said, well, this is basically what I do. I watch out for our block. He said, I am really glad to meet you. But that's how it's kind of odd. It's how you build relationships to kind of make this thing work. It's, it's not simple. It's not easy. Um, but it's an adventure, and I love it so much. And, you know, I have a couple of special guests who are here tonight. Uh, Judd Veer, he's here with Five Stone Ministries. You give Judd a big hand. Judd, Judd, wave, 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 wave. Uh, love Judd. Many of you guys, um, many of you guys have heard me talk about Five Stone Ministries, and, and I'll you know, talk a little bit more about them tonight. But but we really appreciate the work that they're doing. We partner very close with them. Uh, in their effort to plant churches and do church revitalization as well as world missions. And, uh, and you guys, a lot of you guys know Mike and Susan Roberts, you know, Susan back there with the kids. You know, that's, that's, uh, Mike's not here because he's out on a, uh, out in Reno. We're helping a church today. Uh, but but, uh, but Judd's, Judd's with Five Stone. He's here today. And, and, and another one who's here today is Doug Martin, and he's my presbyter from the Northwest Fort Worth section, as some of the guys. So, so, you know, wave at him, wave at him, wave at Doug. Love it, Doug. Uh, and, and see, Doug was here way, way back at the beginning, and you know, we were going to just like, okay, what are we going to do with this building? Uh, put it on the market and sell it? It's like, uh, I think God told me to do this. <laughs> I remember he's going, well, you better hope God really told you to do this. And I'll never forget that because first, first day he came out here and bank account, we had $68 in the bank. And I calculated our monthly expenses just to keep the building open. It was $6,500 a month. And $68 
a week versus, you know, and it's like that's how much was in the bank. And then I think our first offering was like $98. And so you start adding that. It goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. Uh, but, but God has just miraculously provided. And look where we are today. And the most beautiful thing that I've heard tonight is, is that I, a miracle happened in this church this last year that I've never seen in my ministry. Never. Never. I've never seen it happen in my ministry. And I started noticing it around September. I was going, oh my goodness, what's happening? But every single Sunday, without fail, last year, at least one person raised their hand to say, I want to pray that prayer to give my life to Jesus Christ right here. And I'll tell you guys, it's not because of worship. It's not because of the, the wonderful preaching. It's not because of any of that kind of stuff. It's because the Holy Spirit draws people. You know, we, no person can make that happen. No one comes to God unless the Holy Spirit draws them. What I'm telling you guys is that God is present. God is active right here, right here in this church. And I'm excited to share just a few quick things about what's coming up this next year, or this year. Uh, in, in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, uh, if you have a Bible, a Bible app, I'd love for you to look at it. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And uh, I'm not going to preach for a long time tonight. Don't worry, I'm not going to go as long as I did this morning at all. Uh, you guys know that there's only one way. How many ways are there to get to, to, uh, to God? One, yes, yes. Do all religions get you to God? Don't give me a confused answer. No, the answer's no. All right. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Uh, this, is, this is Jesus teaching on the, uh, on the Lord's Prayer. Now, a lot of people just take the Lord's Prayer and leave it there. It's like, okay, this is how you pray. You do the Lord's Prayer and we memorize it. Okay, I know how to pray. Well, I think, that, I think we have dumbed down the Bible by just telling people, let's just memorize the Lord's Prayer, and we got it figured out. Let's look at what the Bible really says, because you know me. I always like to say, hey, okay, yeah, but let's look at what the Bible really says. What we do is we read it. Look at it at, at Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said, well, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And so Jesus said to them, well, when you pray, say this, Father, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our sins. We also forgive anyone who sins against us, lead us not into temptation. So he gives the, the Lord's Prayer there, okay? And that's what we like to memorize, and, and I'm, I'm all into that. Please understand I'm into that. And then Jesus said to them, okay, wait a minute, this is not a change of setting. This is not a new sermon. This is not a new teaching. He's on the same topic. Listen. He says, uh, suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, hey, friend, lend me uh, three loaves of bread. Because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door's already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't give up and give you anything. Jesus said, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity... Your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Jesus is still talking about prayer. See that? He says, so, Jesus says, so, based upon this whole shameless audacity story, I say to you, ask. And that actually means keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. Ask, 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 and it will be given to you. Seek, 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 and you'll find. Knock, 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 and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, 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 receives. For everyone who seeks and seeks and seeks, finds. For everyone who knocks, 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 the door will be open. 
And they said, hey, which, which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, are you just going to give him a snake? Or if he asks for an egg, you're going to give him a scorpion. See, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? What Jesus is saying is ask big, keep asking, keep going, keep praying. And I'm telling you, as I share these things today, I'm not just sharing these to inspire you and to encourage you, but you have to know these are my prayers. These are the things I'm praying for. And I'm asking for us to be an army of prayer because when we do some shameless, audacious prayers, God is going to answer them because this church was built on shameless audacity from the very stinking beginning. Yeah, I did say stinking in church, all right? I love it because Psalm chapter 2, verse 8, the psalmist says, ask of me. This is God talking to us. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. God's just saying, if you would just only ask, 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 seek, 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 knock, 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 I have huge things that I want you to do. In other words, don't wimp out. Don't stop. Don't just get paralyzed because there's a roadblock. Because God responds to shameless, audacious faith. And in 2018, it's time to live. Our theme for 2018 is time to live, and I'm going to be shamelessly audacious about it. You received a little gift bag on your way in. It had a piece of leather on it. You might go, what am I going to do with that? You know, slap people with a leather. No, 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 that's not for that. All right. This is actually a bracelet, and it says on it, time to live. And uh, a few of us have had these on for a few weeks. We've been secretly wearing them. It's kind of been fun. It's like very incognito. People have kind of looked and didn't say anything. But now you guys are the only ones in church who have these. These aren't going to go out to any other people because we're out. All right? We've given them to you. But, uh, but these, these bracelets, these time-to-live bracelets, I want you to get them and wear them. I've had mine on for a month, and it stays on just fine. I didn't know how to put it on. Like, the Preston had to help me. It's like, I don't know how to do this. Like, back in the 80s, we didn't do this. So I don't, I don't know how, you know. But, but, uh, but, but he, he put it on me, and they're like, okay, and then you trim that little part off. And so I did. And, but, but I want you to put it on there because this is going to remind you, 2018 theme, not only for, for this church, but for us, for you, it's time to live. And I mean really, really live. It's based on the scripture, John 10, 10. You've already heard me preach from it three Sundays in a row, and so I'm going to keep on talking about it because I love it so much. See, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. You know, it, it's possible to be breathing but not living. It's possible to have breath in your lungs, but no life in your bones. It's possible to have a heartbeat, but not have any passion. It's possible to be physically healthy, but spiritually dead. But around here, we're, we're, we're taking that whole thing saying, no, we're going to be spiritually alive. We're going to have life in our bones. We're going to have passion of the Holy Spirit. We're going to really, really, really live. You know, every person dies. But not every person truly lives. But if you're a city lifer, you are going to be challenged to live and inspired to live because that's what this church is about because it is time to what? Time to what? You know, what does it mean to truly live? I mean, what does the full life really look like? What does it mean to live life to its fullest? Well, that's going to be kind of an underlying theme of everything I'm talking about this year. Because, and, and, and we're going to believe for huge things because God responds to shameless, audacious faith. In 2018, it's time to what? 2018 is a year uh, 
that we are com- uh, completing the foundation for our church. The foundation for our church is really illustrated on this, uh, from this next steps uh, banner right here. And, and this, is, this is not something that was thrown together lightly. It's not a cool new program or anything like that. It's one of the things we, we discovered very quickly is right up front people saying, okay, what's my next step? What's my next step? And we're like, okay. And we, we, this isn't easy because we have so many different people from different backgrounds. And again, we've done it before. We're like, how many of you from this and this and this and this background? And you guys are a mess. You, you, we, we have no identity. Okay, city life is our identity. And I kind of like that. I like that. Because a lot of people just, you know, they, they say, well, what kind of people go to your church? And I'm like, I don't know, just like people from town. People just come here, and they're just they're people from town. And, and it's like, well, well, like, do they come from other churches? Well, yeah, some do, but they usually don't stay. Uh, you know, <laughs> people who come here and stay are usually people who go like, this is what church is? <laughs> heck, yeah, I'm in, except they usually don't say heck. They, they say other words. And so we have put this together and i'm so serious i can't tell you some of the stories that i've experienced in the early days of this church i do tell them at when i speak to other ministers outside here but it's you don't want to hear them all right but i would never talk about you though okay uh but uh this is this is really a picture of of that we've been able to put together a unique picture and there are these little cards that are on tables pull them out real quick i want to talk you through them very quickly this is we, we are we are finishing up the foundation for our church now we we put this out uh last uh, last summer and we began using it and we're going to, you're going to see it used more and more and more all the time because we've we've uh, we've really broken it down into into five areas and it, it honestly it took us two and a half years to build this not because we were lazy but because it, we just kept like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And we weren't going to release something haphazardly or copy something that somebody else did because it looks good to them because we're a unique church. And so, so we, we, we discovered that really there are four things that, that help people to be informed. And, and it, you know, the first one is go to church. It's like, you've come to church. Good. You click that one off. Go boom, boom. You know, it'd be cool if they were punch cards. You could like punch them out. You're like, how many punches did you get? Punch that one out. You fill out a connect card. Punch that one out. Get baptized in water, which is you're making your faith public. It's a huge deal to us. And partnership, which is discovering uh, who City Life is and how you can be a part. These, these parts that we, if you, you hear a lot talking about this on the platform, right? That's because we want people to connect and be informed quickly. If you've not done these four, then I encourage you to do it and do it, you know, do, do all these things. If you, if you're here and you're just experiencing us, you need to be at partnership lunch next week to hear the story of city life and see who we are and what we believe. Uh, and then the next part is to be involved. Three areas to really start to get involved. One is by downloading the city life app. Now, you should have the City Life app on your phone right now. And if you don't, you're going to have a little trouble doing the next part in the, in the message here in just a minute. So you really need it. Every time they, we've said it like seven times tonight, but you really make, need to make sure you have that City Life app. Keep up to date on church life. And uh, except it was kind of funny because we had some, some like things go out around the Christmas saying, okay, Christmas service is coming up in five minutes or something like that. It was like the next day. And it was kind of funny. I was like, "Who sent those out? What is going on?" And 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 they were at, they were at, put into the system, but the system was under maintenance, and so it scrambled up the dates and the times. So they went out, and it's like, computers are so annoying. All right, but but usually it's pretty it's pretty on track. Uh, alpha, which is discovering Jesus and His purpose for your life, you need to be a part of an Alpha group. Uh, in fact, a big part of Alpha is what we call Holy Spirit Weekend, a Holy Spirit seminar, which we do during the summer, and it's a fantastic opportunity to understand and experience the working of the Holy Spirit. And then Connect groups, which is finding your family within the family. So it basically, as you move, you know, you, you don't. It's like we we understand people don't like do everything A B C D E, but but people kind of move and kind. 
kind of generally go in this direction. We found this to be this, the basic way people go. And then down here at the bottom, if you'll roll that over, you'll see the green area, which is investing. So you start off by getting informed, then you get involved, and then you begin investing. This is where generosity comes in. When we begin giving our tithes and our offerings, we're blessed to be a blessing. We begin to serve in the church. Uh, I, I love the number of people serving. In fact, we have a goal that we want to see at least 25% of our people serving on any given Sunday. And I thank God that we're, we, we hit that regularly. But that's, a health, that's healthy for us. And we know that's really important for us to all find our place to, to be serving in one way or another. Uh, another one is City Life Night. That's where we, when we have our Sunday evening gatherings a few times a year. And those are high-impact nights of worship, and, but also empowerment and, and engagement with the vision. So these, these, are, these are important areas of investing in the local body. And then the next one is inviting. We want, we want you to invite others. Now, some people, they just get started, and they jump over here, and they start inviting. Well, can you do that? Yeah, yeah, you can, you can bounce all over the place. But, uh, but we have our invite cards, which are at the doors. You guys should have those and be using those regularly. Keep them with you. You never know when you're going to use them. We've heard miracle stories of people getting those invite cards. Some People have even gone to entire apartment complexes and handed them out, and people showing up at church the next Sunday. It works. And then they give their lives to Jesus. You know what? I'm just telling you guys, there's a reward in heaven for you. Uh, uh, and the other is using social media. More people come through personal invitations, you know, just word of mouth or an invite card and social media than anything else in our church. That works. These things work. So you share what's happening on social media, and that's the inviting part. Now, th this, this gold area up here, which is these four, this is, this is the area, this is the final area of development for the foundation of our church. And so we're, we're developing this right now. First one is the leadership teams. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's developed and continues to be developed because uh, that's, that's been there for a while, but that's, a, that's another place to go to. You might be a part of a leadership team. Um, but then we have three areas that have not yet been developed, and this is the year we develop these three final parts of, of, our, uh, of our foundation of our next steps, which is vision carriers, which is a commitment to giving financially on an annual basis, City Life Global, which is making Jesus known through church planting and world missions, big part of who we are and who, who you're going to see us becoming more and more. And the last one is a City Life Intern. That's where you prepare for practical ministry. And, uh, and these, are, these are things that are all unique to City Life. You're not going to find this anywhere else at any other church unless they've copied us. Uh, but, but I'm looking forward to this. You know, for example, City Life Global. And one of the things I'm going to ask you guys to do is, is let's get involved with some missions projects. And, and, uh, and I, I, uh, you know, I see us in the future planting other City Life churches. I see us uh, you know, taking what God has done here and putting it in other places. And really, Five Stone Ministries is a huge part of that. And Judd's a, Judd's a part of that because, because you know, Five Stone is, 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 I just consider Five Stone a part of us. You know, Judd doesn't go to church here. I, I know. We forgive him for that because we know there are other good churches around, but but uh, but that's okay. But you know what? It's it's we consider Five Stone really even a part of us because because uh, what they're about is what is what we're about about. And and Mike and Susan, you know, they're they're a big part of City Life. Um, but but we want to. Uh, we want to be more involved in missions, and so uh, I, you know, I'm really hoping a lot of you will go with me to India in November. Uh, if you're interested in that, if you're interested in anything like that, just say, hey, I, th I might be involved in going on a missions trip. going to give you an opportunity to say, hey, I, I'd like to come to an interest meeting. You're not signing up to go. No one's going to make you, like, you know, give your passport to us. <laughs> just, you're just going to click a little thing and say, I'm interested in that. And, uh, and that's one of the areas of interest for tonight uh, because we, we're, we're ready to go global with City Life. We're already 
doing global missions. We already are. We always have been. But I want us to get our feet on the ground in other nations. And, and I want us to begin preparing our hearts for, uh, for work with planting churches and duplicating what happens here. In fact, next week, uh, or is it this week? Is it this week we're having the, the Five Stone Gathering here? Okay, yeah. There are uh, church planters from across the, the uh, Tarrant County area, maybe even some from Dallas that are going to be right here having a meeting that we're hosting uh, sometime this week, later this week. And, and it's, an, it's an opportunity. What we do is we will be encouraging them based upon what God's done here. Those are the little things that you don't know are happening, but God is using now, God is using this church to inspire many other churches. And thank God for it. And the best is yet to come because we've only scratched the surface on that. Uh, another one is, is, uh, is through the vision carriers. And, and I would love it if you would just say, I want to be a vision carrier. And what a vision carrier is, it's like, I'm, I'm going to simply make a commitment to give financially. I'm not just going to give on the whim. I'm not just going to give like, well, it's Sunday. Should I give? Should I not? Do I have money in the bank? Do I not? Did I, did I spend it all? Did I not? You, know, you, you, you give. You, you, you even set it up through your recurring giving, which I think is one of, the, one of the best ways to do it. Now, I did share with you guys a few days ago, or a few, actually it was on the last Sunday of the month, that you know, sometimes if you sh- set it up on recurring giving and your card expires, you've you got to be sure and fix that because it, it quits recurring, you know, and, and, uh, and that happened to me. <laughs> was, I, I saw my end, of the, my end of the year giving. It's like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I, I know I gave more than that. No, I hadn't. My card expired in, in one of my recurring giving things. And so... I fixed that, but I made sure that was fixed by the end of the year. But, but still, we should always, uh, I think we should, we should give. Isn't it funny that we will just give so faithfully to that car loan we have or that mortgage loan we have? And, and what is that doing to expand the kingdom? I mean, maybe, you know, if you have small groups at your house and you're driving people, I mean, I understand. And we need a place to live. We need vehicles. I get all that. Uh, but but uh, but I just I, I believe in giving investing in the kingdom and if you if you'll just say pastor Tim I will commit to giving I just want to make an annual commitment to giving I'm not asking you for a dollar amount but I'm asking you for a solid commitment that you're going to give as the Lord blesses you and that's what we call the tithe you're going to give in accordance to what God is giving to you and you're going to give regularly I, I love it because I've always said some of the most generous givers among us have always been the homeless. Always. I don't understand that because it doesn't make sense. No wonder they have roofs over their head now. No wonder God keeps blessing and taking care of them. I've had, I've had people say, oh, God has anointed me to be a giver in the church, and I'm going to give, give, give. And, you know, it's, and, and it's like well, they'll come to me later and say, well, I, I haven't had a chance to give yet because, uh, you know, I'm not making enough money. But it's like, well, you need to go talk to, to Jack or something because he'll, give, he'll inspire you on how to give. Maybe, maybe that's just what you need to do. But, but I'm just telling you guys, and I'm not mocking anyone. I'm just saying, come on, don't fluff me. Because you don't, don't lie to God, you know. I encourage you to make a commitment to give annually. I do as a minister. I do as a minister. I do. In fact, I, it's kind of cool. Actually, this is not kind of cool. This is kind of the way it works. But the guy who even approves my credentials is sitting right here in the room. And if I'm not a giver, I don't have any reasons to stand on this platform. Do you know that? Do you know that I have accountability? That if I'm not a diver and a giver, I can't even be a pastor. It's like, well, why would that be? It's because it's just fundamental Christianity. I, I want to challenge you guys with that. So vision carriers is I want to carry this vision because I'm going to commit to giving annually. And, uh, and this other area, which is yet to develop, we're going to see it developing this year, is City Life Intern. 
which is practical training and equipping for ministry because we're, we're setting up uh, internship stuff that's going to be happening throughout the year, and this will be revealed as time goes by. Uh, but but we're, we're looking forward to that because I believe that God's going to raise up future staff members for our church, uh, future people who are going to go out and plant churches from this church, and that God is going to raise up people through this church who are going to intern here that may even go into the corporate world or into business and, 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 and create a huge difference in this neighborhood right here as a result of being a City Life intern. So this is, I'm thrilled about this, and this year is the year that we complete this part. Uh, because, and I have audacious faith for this, and God responds to audacious faith because I've been praying for it. 2018 is our time to live, and I'm going to do it. You know, the beauty of City Life is that it's, it's not built upon the gifts and the talents of a few people. City life is actually built upon the sacrifices of many, and it always has been. And the way it was in the very beginning is the way it is now, and it's actually the way it will always be. Because what I am a part of is actually bigger than the part I play, even as a pastor. See, we just don't, around here, we just don't preach on Sunday, but we preach how to do it on Monday and how to live it, and then we do it on Mondays. And we get out onto our cultural streaks and we make a difference because here at City Life, we want to bring out the champion in every person. One of the ways that we're doing that this year is by introducing cultural streets. Now, in March of this past year, I want to just give you a little background on this. Uh, March uh, 2017, uh, the staff and I, we were on a retreat and we were in Tulsa for a few days and, and, uh, and we were sitting under, the, under some ministers and just receiving ministry, but also spending a lot of time together and praying and you know, just talking to God and with one another. What's God saying? It's kind of interesting because whenever you get off site, God starts downloading a lot to your team. And, uh, and we just felt like God was screaming something to us. And I remember the moment we just sat there and just talked. It was just electric because it's like God spoke to us as a reminder to the staff team that, hey, we're positioned as a church on this cultural river right in this city. And God reminded us that the success of our church is really by what happens in the marketplace. Marketplace and community impact is really what's most important to us. And so we actually felt the conviction of God to uh, position and equip and train our congregation on how to simply be on location in your cultural street in the river. Uh, in, the, in this city, and and to uh, and and we begin. We we believe that we can pray huge, massive prayers for our city, and you can pray huge, massive prayers for your city, and even the cultural street that you're on. And 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 I believe that that this church, in the days to come, we're going to be releasing people into ministry domains that's not clergy, it's not working in the church necessarily, but people are going to be working in the community and serving like never before, really legitimately changing culture. Because ch church isn't just here. See, we're right now, uh, we are what we call the church gathered right now. And, um, but we're also the church scattered across Fort Worth and Tarrant County. And God, you guys know this, God has given us inordinate influence on this cultural river. Again, I, I, I've told you this before, but some of my pastor friends of huge, big, like, big, big, big churches, they say, man, <laughs> You have more influence than my church could ever have. And it's like, well, I, I, I don't know about that. It's like, yeah, you do. But it's, it's just, it's not because we're more special, but it's God just, just breathed on us. And God has used our location to be able to impact culture in crazy, enormous ways. 
And so we have begun to carve out this vision for creating the strategy known as cultural streets. And you're going to hear more and more about this. I briefly introduced it to you back in October. Uh, cultural streets, basically, it's a vision of empowering you to influence and shape culture on every street. See, here's, here's what it is. God calls everyone to what I call a cultural street. Your cultural street, it, it's an area of culture where you're anointed by God, or maybe it's where you're anointed to influence and shape the culture. Uh, your cultural street is, is where you walk. It's where you brush up against other people in your daily life. Your cultural street is, is really what your calling is. It's your responsibility. Your cultural street is this domain in life where you're currently placed. And it may be your occupation. It could be a passion. It could be a type of volunteerism. Your, your, your cultural street, it's, it's, this, uh, it's this area where you just naturally excel and it's, it's an area where you just find yourself functioning the majority of the time. Your cultural street is an area of God-given anointing. And we have defined seven broad cultural streets representing seven areas of influence within our culture. And the seven broad cultural streets, uh, and I've shown them with me before. You can hear them these much more often in the days to come, but it's business, government, arts and entertainment, education, science and health care, the family, and the church. And when you understand your one, two, or even three cultural streets, and you are equipped and empowered and trained to make a difference there, I'm telling you what, we're releasing a, a mega bomb of God into this culture. See, Christianity is summed up by this. Love God and love other people. Love your neighbor, you know? Uh, Jesus said, really, all the commandments rest on these. Uh, but, and it's kind of interesting because when Jesus was saying that, uh, this, this guy says, well, well, then tell me who my neighbor is. Come on, Jesus, then just tell me who my neighbor is. Jesus said, well, all right, I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you this parable of the Good Samaritan. He didn't say it that way, but we know the parable of the Good Samaritan. And it started out like this, basically. There was this man walking down the street. And who was his neighbor? You see, that's basically what the cultural streets are. It's the people you brush up against. It's the people that you share the street with. It's the people with whom you cross paths it's the people who walk where you walk. And this year, you can expect to see the development of core ministries within our church to help people identify their cultural street and to be empowered to make a difference on it for Jesus. Because we, as a church, are all about making Jesus known. We're about training, equipping, and empowering this local church, empowered by the Holy Spirit to be salt and light in our culture. And we are going to take off the gloves, and we're going to start going crazy with this, all right? A few weeks ago at Heart for the House Sunday, I shared this with you, and these words burn in my heart, and I read them out loud about once a week. kind of hope nobody's around when I'm reading them out loud. They think I'm kind of crazy, but, but I read these out loud. I say, my heart was given to me to contribute to a dream. My heart beats to create the future for those who have none. My heart is for those who are suffering silently, starving for significance, malnourished for love. My heart is for my world to see the hope of Jesus reach the ends of the earth. My heart is for my city to see an unusual revival break forth. My heart is for my church to see people go from death to life. And I pray that God will use me and use us in these ways. Because God responds to shamelessly audacious 
faith. In 2018, it's time to live. I, I keep these stacks. I, I brought these up here because these are just, I, I like these little cards. And, and, and someone, staff was making fun of me the other day just like saying, you like cards, don't you? It's like, yes, I like cards. I love it when you guys fill these things out because I take these around to pray with them and, and I carry them in my pocket. I put them in my car and, and I'm praying for you. Okay, here's your one word for 2018 and I'm praying for Cindy's one word and then I go over here the next one. I'm praying for Jostle's one word, purpose. And then I, I go into Maya's and praying for peace. I just, I just love I love this. I love this because I'm agreeing in prayer with you, believing God for miracles. I have these heart for the house cards, and I pray over these all the time. And I take two or three of them a day, and I just keep praying. And I love it when I see, see prayer requests answered because I'm like, yes, yes, answered. And I'll even mark them off in your card, and I love it. I believe that because I keep praying these shamelessly audacious prayers for you because I believe in you. But I, also believe, but I also believe that God wants to work through you in this community. Church, I've set some goals for 2018. My, my one word for 2018, it made it up there on the, on the little, little board up there. I, I was kind of worried because I started looking at it. And I went, started at the left hand and went all the way over to the right. And like, they, they left my word off. They, they left my word off. They, it wasn't they, it was Colby because I think Colby did. But it's like, Colby left my word off. I'll just tell the truth. I just think Colby left my word. And I finally got to the very, very end. My word is in the upper right-hand corner. And do you, would you know that is the last place my eyes went? Because I went up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, down, up inside, then all the way up top. And then I was like, Okay, well, he made it. Barely. And it's a small font. But I don't care. But it's there. And that's based on Ephesians 3.20, which says this. Is God is able to do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine according to the power that works in me. And guys, I am stinking excited about that because I want more of God's power. I want more of God's glory. I want more of God to be pouring through you, through this church. I want to see more of God active on the streets in this city making a difference. Here's, the th here's some of the audacious prayers I have. And, and I share this with the staff, and I'm not going to share them with you all the time, but I want you just to hear a little bit of it. 500, I'm, I'm praying for 500 hands to be lifted for salvation this year. I, I believe if we more than doubled it from last year, we can double it again this year. I, I believe for, I want to see 1,000 people in the house on the same weekend uh, here at City Life sometime this year. I want to see 20,000 downloads of our City Life messages. I want to see 20,000 people walk through our doors this year. I want to see people from this church getting involved in the city through the city's boards and commissions. Our mayor's begging for people who have Christian values to get involved in the city. And I, I, I'm just believing that it's going to come from right here. I want to see this vision carriers established where people are saying, yes, I'm going to commit to giving. I want to see our internship program uh, established. I, I want to see our church having full uh, sovereignty and autonomy uh, uh, this year. It's, it's important to us so we can move forward in our future. I want to see this church uh, just, just jump into missions like never before. See, God, and those are the things I pray for, and God, shameless, God responds to shameless, audacious prayers, big prayers that you can't make happen on your own. I'm telling you guys, none of that I can really make happen on my own. It's all going to take the grace of God. But 2018, it's time to live, and I'm going to pull out the stops. It's time to live. I want to live it out. I want, I want this church to live it out. Come on, because you guys are a church. That, this is filled with you're, you're people who are full of glowing authenticity and grace-filled warmth. City life is people of magnetic energy. City life is people who are who just you, it's contagious happiness all around us and vibrant servanthood, and I like that. That's my church. That's your church.
And it's time to live, church. It's time to live it out. And let's all develop followers of Jesus who are going to impact and shape culture. Hey, we are putting city life on the map in 2018, guys. We're putting it on the map. You know, we're, we, we're, we're still working with contractors trying to get that right design for some new facade upgrade for the, for the front of this building. But it's going to happen. We're going to get it done. And we're, you know, we have that 7th Street banner. We've already purchased it. And we're going to be out there. We're going to have that thing up there for the month of July. And, and we're going to be directing everybody. You know, July is the highest month of visitors for our church in the entire year. Most churches, like, like during the summer, they're just like, oh, let's just go to sleep for the summer. I don't understand. This church is weird. You guys are all weird. I don't understand it. But summer, like, things go crazy. And like July is, is insane. And so, like, well, I don't understand. But let's just jump on it. And so we're going we're gonna to right out there on 7th Street. Yeah, do you know how many tens of thousands of people drive by on West 7th Street during a month, and they're going to see that sign, City Life Church, the arrow, boom, right over here, pointing right to us. <coughs> yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it, because I want us to invite, I want us to invite, invite, invite. Uh, we do still have a little bit to go for our heart for the house. Uh, I, I, I looked at the board today. I want to thank those of you who help us with stewardship, but according to what I saw on the board, uh, in the offices today, it says that we still need $3,389.69 to meet our goal for Heart for the House, and I'm asking us to wrap that up tonight. I think in this room, last year, you know, we were, we were needing like $11,000 to complete our project, and that all came out the same night. Oh, I'm like, I, you know, maybe I should just change it and say it's like 33000 but I'm not going to lie. No, it's just $3,389.69, and I believe that before we leave this room tonight, Heart for the House is going to be wrapped up so that all these things will be paid for so that we can move forward with putting City Life on the map in 2018. And, and so one of the ways to do that is by taking your offering envelope, completing it, using the old-fashioned method or using the app or whatever, and giving an offering tonight, marking it heart for the house, because I want to believe that we can get this done tonight. So I'm going to ask you to prepare an offering. I'm going to prepare an offering. I'm going to use my City of Life app. And, and, and uh, Colby, does it still, do we still have the heart for the house option on there, uh, on the City of Life app? Because I don't know, because I know you change that all the time. He's like Mr. Aggressive on keeping everything perfect. But if, if it's not there, if you can't, if you don't have the option, you just write in heart, like H-E-A-R-T. Or you just don't do a heart emoji, because I don't think it'll come through. All right? But uh, it's, it's there? It's still there. Okay, good, good. Uh, and you can give to the back, give, give, give on this here. But let's give to heart for the house, because I'm expecting $3,389. We need that tonight. Uh, another thing I want you to do is I want you to pull out your City Life app right now. I want you to launch it, and if you're not able to launch that City Life app, then here's what you'll do, is you should just simply uh, go to the City Life website, which is citylifefw.org. Did I get it right? Huh, proud of me. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. Jim knows things. Um, but if uh, you can go there, but here's what I want you to look at. There's something that says engage. 2018. Now, I know that, that we have a lot of single people in, my, in our church. This does not mean that you're, you, it, it, this is not a faith statement that if you click that, you're going to get engaged this year. Don't, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. I, I know some of you, you're, you're doing your one word for the next year. It's like, get engaged. Like, no, that's, that's not it. Okay. All right. Here it is. Here, it, or husband or wife. No, that's, that's not it. Engage 2018, click on that right there, and it's just going to pull something up real simple that you can fill out. And, uh, and you know, it looks like maybe, you know, if, 
if you're on the Wi-Fi, it'll go a little slower because thousands of people are trying to use it right now. But, but get to that and open that up, and you're going to see some very simple options. First of all, you can just put your name in there, but here are the four areas to engage with the vision. I'm asking everyone to fill this out, even if it's your first time here. Uh, maybe, maybe you said, well, I just don't really know about any of these, but here are four areas to engage with the vision. Many of you uh, will even, we'll even click all four of these. I've already filled mine out, but you'll see it. It says commit to annual giving vision carriers. And I'll be back in touch with you. Colby and I will be regarding that in the days to come. Um, but say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to commit to giving annually. I just, I'm going to give. Second is to attend a mission trip interest meeting. That'll be coming up soon, uh, but we don't have a date scheduled for it yet, but because we want to pull together more details before we do that. But if you're interested in that, click that. And we'll give you more information on City Life Missions. It's going to help us to, to fill this in right up here. We're moving forward to finishing our foundation for our church. The third is to attend a Connect Group Leaders meeting, and I think that's coming up very soon. If you would like to potentially be a Connect Group leader, the best place to do is just go to this meeting. And, and, uh, and it's an opportunity to learn more about it, how you can be a part, and, uh, and, and really how Connect Group leadership is what it looks like. So... Click that. Someone will be in touch with you. People will be in touch with you this week on these things, okay? And the last one is to share your story. If you'd like to share your story, it says type your answer down there in the bottom. Well, I, you know, your story is probably a little more than, like, your answer, like five words, I have a story. But, but if, you were, if you were just to take two sentences and even a few words just to write down there, you might want to say, alcoholic set free. You might want to say drug addicted, set free. You might want to say spoiled church kid who hated God, transformed. <laughs> you, you, you might want to say God hater, set free into a God lover. You might want to say broken, messed up, repaired of the Lord. You might want to say, homeless, now I have a home. I don't know what your story is, but if you can write it in just a few little words, that will give us an idea of where we're going, and we'll be back in touch with you to, to get more of that story. I don't expect you to write out 15 paragraphs there. If you want to, that's fine. Uh, but uh, I'm way too ADD because once I get into it, like about five sentences, I'll forget what I was doing. It's like I don't even remember what I was doing, so let's just, let's just stop this. So you just put a few words down there, and that will get that going. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can stay connected through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we look forward to seeing you on Sunday.